On WSB's Clark Howard. Howard. From Dunwoody to Douglasville. Washington to Woodstock. Whatever and wherever there is. severe weather, a traffic red alert, or breaking news. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center will break in. Depend on it. I'm Johnny Kilbasa. I'm Jennifer Griffiths. I'm the Lonely Tailgater. We need more lemon pledge. I'm Low T Chuck. I'm Longoria. I'm Mark Aram. Those stories and Mark Aylwine tonight on The Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I'll run this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Welcome to the show and a good Thursday Eve to you, Mark Aram here, you there. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang's all here. Low T Chuck screens the calls. Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. The only person we're missing tonight is uh, Morley Safer, dead at the age of 84 legendary CBS newsman. Did he just retire like two days ago? Two days ago. They did a special uh, 60 Minutes to their whole show. Yeah, the whole show on Sunday, right? It was awesome. He's had such an amazing career. Two days later, or four days later, I guess, um, Guess dead at the age of 84. Unbelievable. Isn't that just crazy? There is something. uh, I read something on the internet. I wish I could find it. I'll see if I can find it during the break. Uh, Of all of these... Old guys, it's all guys that just stayed in their careers well into their eighties. Mm-hmm. Literally, the moment they hang it up, gone, gone. I mean, like within months yeah. of hanging it up, like they seem everything's fine, and the second they give it up, they lose their uh, yeah their willingness. I mean, whatever was <laughs> whatever yeah. was keeping them going just goes away. It's just, I mean, poor Morley Safer, who's who worked at CBS for. 40 almost 50 years 50 years was at cbs for 47 years uh at 60 minutes uh as soon as he he ends that illustrious career you think maybe give him five years to travel the world and relax with his family no four days later gone and he's the last of the great 60 minutes cast yeah Uh, mike wallace morley safer ed bradley andy rooney they're all gone yeah they're all gone they're the originals and this this probably affects me more than the average person because I've got such an affinity for that show simply because um, growing up every Sunday that was that was we all oh, yeah. watched 60 minutes together always and as a kid it was bittersweet because it was cool watching 60 minutes with my parents like it was something that um, you know they thought it was important for me to see this was this was you know serious news and in-depth stuff but it also signaled that that was the end of the weekend. So as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as 60 yeah, Minutes right. was over, it was like, all right, you're going to bed, and then the next thing you know, it's going to be school tomorrow. Yeah. So it was a bittersweet, you know, I'd enjoy, I'd savor it, and I would look forward to hearing Andy Rooney at the end of 60 Minutes, but I knew as soon as Andy Rooney's done, Did i got to brush my noticed? teeth and go to bed, and then oh, school's dear. tomorrow. That was the end of the weekend. And it would be great as a kid, because my parents would let me, uh, you know, they were pretty strict, but they would always let me stay up to watch 60 Minutes. 
and oh, on like sixty minutes on like six o'clock in the evening. What's well, usually it's seven or eight. Oh, okay. I I don't know. I I, I don't generally catch it anymore. Seven. So. It was. I think it's at seven. Maybe at eight. I don't remember okay. what it was back in the day. But if the CBS football game ran long. long. Then CBS was pushed back, and I get to stay up, you know, 20, 30 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, nice. So it was always a bonus when the the football game was going long, because then 60 minutes would be pushed. But uh, I grew up with those guys, man. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I've, I've never thought about it, but I'm sure that has something to do with me doing what I do now. I'm sure seeing my parents, um, you know, watching these guys do their craft and some subconscious level made an impression on me as a six, seven, eight, ten year old kid thinking, wow, my parents really care about this. Right, right. Maybe I should do that to get the same attempt not to go like all, you know, yeah, no, I with you. But it just occurred to me that that might yeah. be something why why I am doing what I do is because I got to see my parents were, you know, that was something they would watch every week. It was there's you know, we were watching sixty minutes. And there was, uh, you know, through the pantheon of 60 Minutes, just amazing stories. And and that's the one thing I always point to when I hear the, the continual bashing of the mainstream media. And I get that mainstream media isn't perfect, but 60 Minutes is as close to perfection mm-hmm. when it comes to journalism as you can find. And I'll, I'll always hold that up as a beacon of what journalism can be and what the media can be. I remember my buddy Cliff got a job. Uh, at 60 Minutes out of college, and I was so jealous. Oh, wow. And he, I mean, he was just a production assistant. He worked his way up. And, Still. But he got to, Dan Rather was at his wedding, uh, not a member of 60 Minutes, but he was ingrained in that culture. And as a guy that grew up watching that, I was so jealous Dang. of uh, of my buddy Cliff. And he made it, it, it it's, they, it obviously had a big impact on my life. And I, I enjoyed the 60 Minutes. I really want to play the entire 60 Minutes piece on the show tonight i know we'd get in trouble for that probably but why we're we play cbs stuff all the time yeah i know i I don't think we'd get in trouble because we're doing it from cbs i think the boss would be like why the hell are you playing a whole 60 minute show Ah, really you think so i don't know how long is it 47 minutes oh that oh yeah okay (laughs) just play it in the last uh hour well i've got a bunch of stuff and i want to go back to the archives and pull up uh because I, i I mean, I, I want to celebrate Morley, Morley Safer's career, but I also want to celebrate the end of that very important 60 Minutes era of Ed Bradley, of Mike Wallace, and of Andy Rooney. And I might just go off and, and find as many Andy Rooney segments on YouTube as I can in the last half hour and just play those. His eyebrows were amazing. His eyebrows were amazing. Um, <laughs> I got, I, as he got older, I got fixated on his eyebrows. I, w- <laughs> like, I, I, I met Andy Rooney once. Uh, when I was going to visit my buddy, no. Do you know when I went to visit him? Is he grumpy? That was me, sir. Uh, no. Um, so, do you remember the? Uh, God, what year was it? Two thousand eleven. I don't know. You're telling the story. <sighs> I can't remember what the the Newtown shooting. Do you remember that? Oh, Newtown. That was later than that. Two thousand twelve, thirteen, thirteen, maybe. Pizza Hut? (laughs) So the Newtown shooting happened, and I was on vacation in New York City when it happened. And the powers that be at WSB called me, like, we need you to get on the air. I'm like, I'm in New York City. There's there's nothing. They're like, go to the CBS News studios. There'll be a studio there for you. We need you on the air at 7 p.m. or whatever. I was like, well, all right. You know, 
we were there my wife and i and another couple i was like uh, I, I gotta go do this do you want to come they're like yeah sure and i was walking into the cbs news building on west 56 i don't 56 know 56 or 57 yeah something like that and andy rooney's walking out and that dude's hunched over like oh, a question yeah. mark scuffling out the door and i'm like andy rooney he's like, rah, rah, rah. like you know, was, and i took <laughs> you a, never heard that a thousand yeah times. i took a picture of him um and then he died shortly thereafter of him or with him just with uh, of him in the okay, street right. trying to hail a cab <laughs> okay that's i got a picture i mean he was like a question oh, yeah, mark hunched over that's why they he was always just always sitting, sitting down the on there yeah so i got to else. meet uh he's the only one of those guys that and i didn't really get to meet him i was like andy rooney Mike Wallace was one I always wanted to meet. Yeah, he was a badass. And he and Morley Safer didn't get along very well, no, apparently. It, it, completely different journalistic styles. Uh, Wallace was much more combative. Yeah. Uh, in the early, I remember in the 80s when I was a kid watching, and, and I always just thought it was cool because he would just take the camera cool and go pester people. Yeah. He would just show up and shove a camera in their face and start asking them really and I intense remember, questions. You're probably too young to remember this, the Shah of Iran interview. Yes. That was, I've seen clips of that. Yeah. That was really uncomfortable. He's like, uh, your holiness, not my words, but critics say that you are a freaking <laughs> whack job. You know, basically, it was, uh, he could have been beheaded. Yeah, not my words. I just liked how aggressive he was. Yeah. I, I did. I agree, I, yeah. I, I really did. He I, didn't. I, he didn't take guff from anybody. Nobody. And, yeah. and, and nobody gave him any. Like, they would... Pretty yeah, much. he er he earned it. They all yeah. earned their chops. Oh yeah, uh, most definitely. Can I play this piece from uh, CBS Radio News, Longoria? This is CBS. Yeah, there's something else coming out right now. Oh, there it is. Okay, go ahead. At the cost of the pharmaceutical. No, don't, no, that's not it. <laughs> um, let me pause that. Is it coming out anymore? No. Okay. Uh, this is a, a special report, just a little one-minute thing uh, from CBS Radio News earlier today on the passing of Morley Safer. Reporter's Notebook. This is Steve Futterman. Today, the world of journalism and the CBS News family lost one of the best. Morley Safer died today at the age of 84. When most people hear the name Morley Safer, they of course think of 60 Minutes. And for decades, Morley Safer, along with Mike Wallace, were the two enduring faces of 60 Minutes. But what he did before 60 Minutes should not be forgotten. Morley Safer was an accomplished war correspondent. He covered numerous conflicts. In 1965, his report from Vietnam, showing a Marine setting fire to a villager's hut with a cigarette lighter, helped change America's view of the Vietnam War. But in the end, the lasting image most of us will have of Morley Safer is that of a dapper, urbane, soft-spoken reporter who had a brilliant way with words, a reporter who connected with us, a reporter who we believed. I'm Steve Futterman, CBS News. Just a little one-minute thing. I found a longer piece that uh, CBS uh, Television did today. I'm trying to find the Scott Pelley piece from the Evening News. I can't find that. Uh, Alewine said it was really good, so maybe I'll play that. I just want to, I mean, it's the end of an era. It's its the end of a journalistic era. The, oh, we're, we're not going to see Morley Safer again. We're not going to see Mike Wallace again. I don't think you're going to see guys like that ever again. No. There just aren't. In no, the, in it's a whole different media. business now. Yeah, yeah. and, and you got to be first to get something out so nothing's done in depth anymore. Really. And, and, and you're not going to see the guys... So those aren't anchors. Those no. aren't guys that sit behind a desk and read scripts. Those are guys that travel to Vietnam yeah. and stay in the muck for nine months. Those are guys that go to Baharan and go out and chase these stories down and make make a decent living doing it. And 
a you're not gonna you're not reporters aren't gonna make that money anymore. No, and if they do, they're not gonna work till they're eighty four. No, they're gonna work till. 55 and be like all right i'm out I've, i'm gone I've, i did what i needed to do rate, the burnout yeah. rate with reporters is pretty high the, the work ethic and and what what just that generation you just yeah. you're never going to see morley safer mike wallace ed bradley again it's just never going to happen no. yeah uh, so it's i just want to bad i want exactly i want to honor morley safer and that whole crew tonight uh for at least a little bit on the mark aram show your thoughts on Morley Safer's passing and what uh, what he and or 60 Minutes uh, meant to you, if anything. Again, I could be in my little bubble and, and people might be listening going, what the hell, 60 Minutes? No big deal. It's crap. What What's wrong with you, Aaron? It wouldn't be the first time I'd heard that. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you, Aaron? Uh, 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. It is Throwback Thursday. What do we got cooking, Longoria? Leslie Gore. I know this song. I don't know the name. You'll know the next song when I play it. All right. You'll know Very cool. Throwback Thursday. Huge show today, by the way. Justin Farmer, Lonely Tailgater, Little Sanjay, and Johnny Kilbasa, plus you at 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Throwback Thursday on the Mark Aram Show. I already forgot this gal's name. What's her name? Leslie Gore. Good stuff. Any relation to uh, Al Gore? Don't know. Frank Gore? <laughs> Could be. Well, he's with the Colts last year, right? Frank Gore? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, 404-872-0750. Remembering Morley Safer on this Throwback Thursday. Marco in Lilburn. We need more lemon pledge. Welcome to the show, Marco. How are you, buddy? Hey, good. Preach on that uh, intro. Welks, buddy. You got you made the <laughs> intro. Oh man, I heard it, all those names, and then I heard lemon pledge. <laughs> I I mean, Longoria I like, did a great job on that. That was fantastic. <laughs> okay, preach to all of you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but d- growing up in Guatemala, did you get to watch sixty minutes? <laughs> uh, yes, I watched a lot of it. Yeah, that's um, a classic, and like you said, there's no. That generation is gone of reporting. You know, it's it's totally different. We will never uh, see. We will never see those guys again. Exactly. Yeah, the wife was. You know, had a crush on Peter Jennings. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I think that's why she bought her Mont Blanc pen. I think he had one. <laughs> Morley Safer did 919 reports on 60 Minutes. 919 wow. different reports on 60 Minutes. Ooh. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a sad day, Marco. It's a sad. I'm glad you were you were I able agree. to see him in Peru though as a kid. That that makes he had a, a, a international reach then. Carl's in Buckhead. Carl, you're on the Mark Aram show. It's Carol. Oh, hey Carol, what's going on? I'm disappointed in you, Mark. You didn't yell Jews nugget when you mentioned Chris Wallace. Not Chris Wallace, Mike Wallace. Oh, I'm sorry. I just assumed. Can we do a Jews nugget, Longoria? We need to do that. Jews nugget. I got a story, by the way. I got a Jews nugget story I got to tell you. Um, it's about a, a judge campaign in DeKalb County. I guess you, you vote for judges in DeKalb County or whatever. Not in DeKalb uh, County. Fulton County. Yeah. Well, this is in DeKalb County. And one of the judges um, is calling out his opponent for being Jewish. And he's making that part of his campaign. Seriously? Yes. We'll talk about that as well. It's crazy. I was so upset. I don't even know the guy. I just donated to uh, the Jewish guy's campaign because I was so mad at this other guy. Jews Nugget, exactly. Throwback Thursday. Uh, rest in peace, morally safer. Your thoughts on that. We'll come back after news, weather, and traffic. Everything that's wonderful is sure to come your way. 
I'm WSB's Mark Aram. The WSB 24 Album Breaking News Center is on alert. alert. With immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, traffic red alerts from Cobb to Cherokee, Carroll to Gwinnett, Fulton to Forsyth, and all the rest. All the rest. WSB. WSB. Depend on it. I'm Johnny Kilbasa. I'm Jennifer Griffiths. I'm the Lonely Tailgater. We need more lemon pledge. I'm Low T Chuck. I'm Longoria. I'm Mark Aram. Those stories and Mark Aylwine tonight on The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. 10 to 37, 23 in front of 11. Mark Aramid, your beck and call till midnight every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang's all here. Low T Chuck screens the calls. Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. Still to come on the show. Little Sanjay, Lonely Tailgater, and Johnny Kilbasa. We're discussing the uh, passing of Morley Safer, longtime CBS newsman, 60 minutes stalwart, dead at the age of 84, four days after he hangs up his uh, pen and microphone. Uh, sad, sad story. I grew up watching 60 Minutes every Sunday. Uh, your thoughts on uh, the passing of Morley Safer and, and basically an end of an era of the Mike Wallace's and the uh, uh, Morley Safer's, Andy Rooney, Ed Bradley. Uh, that that generation is gone and, and, and will certainly never be forgotten. We're also going to discuss uh, the latest on the Egypt air crash. Joining us live in studio from Channel 2 Action News, the night be coming up at 11, is uh, our man and yours, Justin Farmer. Uh, oh. Justin Farmer. Gotta get your intro. Uh, I'm assuming, uh, maybe I shouldn't assume, but 60 Minutes, obviously, a uh, big oh, yeah. part of your life. Listen, man. Uh, Mark, um, so I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. Uh, so my dad, his roommate in they had a they shared they shared rent at a flat in Istanbul mm-hmm. and Paris was Peter Jennings and my dad. Wow. No so kidding. back when they were both ABC News correspondents. Yeah. And so they were part of that old guard. Um, and so I grew up in a house hearing stories about these kinds of people and Frank Reynolds and safer yeah and and this crew and uh what's changed dramatically about our business unfortunately is that not that long ago you know you and i are just old enough to remember that not that long ago 30 40 years ago the news portion of these companies big companies was not designed to be profitable no it was a service it was a, it was a, it was a responsibility correct yes to our nation and that's changed i mean um Let's face it, that's changed. And that's unfortunate because those were great newsmen and we lost one today. Yeah. Uh, did you ever have the the itch to do what the Morley Safers did, what your dad did, to travel the world and go to the war-torn nations? Or did yeah. you ever have that pull to, to be an, an overseas correspondent or anything like that? I'm not sure. Um, so let me answer that question. That's a great question, man. I appreciate you asking it. So here's how I'll answer it is, is just as candid as I can be. 
I was aware that the business was changing when I was even qualified to do that, which wouldn't have been until about at the earliest, at the earliest would have been about 10 years ago. Yeah. Otherwise, who's going to listen to a 28-year-old, sure. right? So at the earliest, about 10 years ago, but the business was already changing at such a vast um, rate. Yeah. Um, so here's my answer to that question. I've been very blessed here with this Absolutely, job, actually, yeah. to get to go to the Mexico-Arizona border and, and report on drug trafficking, human trafficking, and and potential Middle Eastern terrorists mm-hmm. pretending to be Mexican immigrants. So to the extent that I got to see it the way my dad did or Peter Jennings, no, I did not. Um, but I also saw that the sun was setting on the idea that you could go be a a war correspondent. Sure. I mean, those that job is... It, they're basically glorified stringers now, Mark. Yeah, exactly. If you turn on CNN, you go to uh, to Istanbul, they have a stringer there. It's not the way it used to be, which were there were three or four key guys or gals per of the three major networks, and they were these Their established, own bureaus, yeah. right, highly revered correspondents. Yeah. Th- those days are over. You're right. So I got the best local gig in America at WSB, yeah. and I've gotten to do some pretty cool things here. Absolutely. Go to Cuba before Cuba was open with the governor, uh, Governor Purdue. What was that? Six years ago, mm-hmm. that was kind of groundbreaking. Then, sure. Now it's open, but then. So you're able to get a taste of. I got of a the, taste. Yeah. It wasn't what it was in the '70s, Mark, but I got a taste. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, international stories. Uh, we're going to talk about the Egypt air uh, disaster um, that broke last night yeah. here during the show. You got you had a little uh, observation on what's going well, on. You know, I'm, you, you guys are obviously newsies, and I'm curious for you and your your viewers if if you picked up on the following: ISIS ha- is very boastful organization. That's mm-hmm. that's an understatement and and disgusting. But they've also been quick to thump their chests and take credit for the most horrible things that the human psyche can imagine, and yet they have not taken credit, as far as I know, or said a word. That is intriguing. Why? So if ISIS was behind this, why wouldn't they jump out front and said, yeah, we did it, Paris. They jumped out on the the Russian plane, on what happened in Paris. Yeah, you're right. And no one has... It's interesting. We'll we'll see what happens. So what's going on here? I don't know. I don't... And and no, I don't think anyone knows yet. Um, They said it's most more likely than not wasn't a mechanical issue, but no one knows for sure. Yeah. Definitely, what but that's a great point. Uh, if if ISIS did do this, they would have had a video out that's already right. saying, "Hey, we did this. What are you going to do?" That's right. Western world. I mean, what? And, and you know, it happened as it entered Egyptian airspace, low fuel. Yeah. I, I don't. You know, you know of all, all the issues in Egypt itself. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if it again. This is just a thought. Sure. With based on nothing other than just. But I wonder if it's almost more Egyptian politics than. An ISIS terror attack. Could be. I, I could be dead wrong, there's, but there's, I'm wondering what's going on here. There's literally nothing off the table right yeah. now. All yeah. right, so we'll have the latest on that coming up at the night beat. Yeah. What else we got cooking? Anything uh, Anything big? Bernie keeps winning. Bernie does keep winning, yes. And Hillary's getting real defensive. <laughs> yes. You know? And uh, I need a Longoria. You get, you can have them, man. <laughs> I don't. Nice. You know, if they, they would never give me the microphone you have. <laughs> Do you love it? Absolutely, absolutely. But I have to be careful. Do you? Yeah. I mean, there's. I have, uh, you know, morning responsibilities that are on a news program. <laughs> Different suit. So I, I try to try to play the Jamie Dupree role here. 
on the on the Mark Aram show where I, I stayed in the middle of the aisle. I love it. Hey, I got to pay you guys a compliment. So a buddy of mine I ran to the other day said, man, my Aram show, is it's got momentum. I listen to that guy. I love it. That's awesome. So I'm passing that along. All right. Very cool. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Sweet. bud. Justin Farmer, the night beat at 11 in 16 minutes on Channel 2 Action News. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Your thoughts on the passing of Morley Safer. Tony's in Marietta. Tony, you're on the Mark Aram show. Well, preach, Mark. Thanks, buddy. Well... Morley, rest in peace. He had a good long career, and uh, me being an old head, I remember the invention by uh, Don Hewitt of uh, the uh, invention, actually, of uh, 60, 60 minutes. minutes. Yeah, it was uh, groundbreaking, and uh, it was must see TV every Sunday night because you never knew what kind of investigative uh, stories that uh, either he or uh, Mike Wallace were going to come up with. Eventually, they added Ed Bradley to the mix, mm-hmm. which was pretty much unheard of. Eventually, uh, Leslie Stahl, she made it uh, That's right. because of uh, you know uh, Barbara Walters and her uh, groundbreaking, uh, you know, um, ceiling breaking um, situation with ABC. So, I mean, we have seen just as Justin described such an incredible, enormous, uh, you know, cataclysmic shift in uh, how journalism is done today. And you talk about the stringers, you talk about the other people that are basically paid contractors for all the cable news networks and whatnot. Um, I remember as a kid growing up uh, watching black and white TV, Dan Rather, who eventually made it onto 60 Minutes, he was sitting there in a uh, rice paddy in Vietnam. I mean, all of these yeah. guys, they cut their teeth doing all of the hard sure, work. Sure, exactly, in yeah, the you muck. Re- you remember... Uh, hey, here's, let me jump in for a second, Tony. Here's the, 60 Minutes is, is wildly successful, and rightfully so. They do amazing work. But that's an expensive show to put together. Uh, you couldn't launch a new 60 Minutes right now from the ground up because it's just too costly. And and let me not forget Harry Reasoner also. I haven't mentioned Harry Reasoner. He was another longtime icon of that of that program for for many decades yeah there's no question about it i knew the uh photographer um and god rest his soul he passed away um a little bit after peter jennings and uh he lived here in atlanta and you know the stories that he would tell about when they would go overseas to film all this stuff it was absolutely incredible we're never going to see those times again which is sad and unfortunate because um, take a look at Bill O'Reilly. Here's a journalist who started out with Fox and was turned from a journalist into a talking head. He is simply now a guy who does whatever the producers say and Robert yeah, no, he, he is, Ailes say. He is, he is, uh, from, so I went to the same college as Bill O'Reilly, and uh, he, Bill O'Reilly's been very generous to our alma mater, but let there be no mistake, he is not a journalist. Sean Hannity, not a journalist. Jamie Dupree's a journalist. Um, Eric Erickson, not a journalist. You'd be surprised how many people confuse the two. Sure. It's the the, the line between commentary. Hannity, Hannity calls himself a journalist sometimes. I it drives know, me crazy. I, it's it's irritating. O'Reilly does the same yeah. thing. He started out as one. Sure. But you can't consider what you do now. Can we a, find the YouTube clip of O'Reilly going bananas on the set? Uh, Have you ever like, seen that? Do it long. Yeah. Do it long. Does he cuss like yeah, the whole see time? if you can clean that up. Find that. That would be <laughs> That's a, amazing. Amazing a treat to to hear that. Bill and Buckhead. Bill, welcome to the Mark Aram show. Hey guys, what up, Billy? Man, we, we we lost the good one. Yes, we did. And you guys are hearkening back to an era that 
I think should scare the you-know-what out of us that we've lost. And I don't know, you know, I've been in discussions with people. I mean, who do we blame uh, blame, uh, 24-7 media? Well, Ted Turner, I sometimes wonder whether we should go up to him and give him a big hug or... Or he cha- the he changed the coin, you he, know. I here's what I like about uh, the 24 hour news cycle. Listen, we get more information now than we ever have in human history, which is, you know, information is power. That's it's phenomenal. Got two sides to it, though. Yes, exactly right. Um, but I like the fact when I get home off of this show, I put on CNN International and watch the international news. I love that at three in the morning I can watch international news and find well, out. Well, I'm what's a going huge NPR world. fan. I think that's. You know, they, they say this phrase, fair and balanced. And I'm, I'm so glad you're touching on this, and I know you're, you're reluctant to do it at times to touch on these things because invariably they get political. But we've lost something big time. I, I, I don't disagree. I don't, it's, it's, it will never here's – the, here's the difference. Um, we'll never have what we had with those guys, Harry Reasoner, Morley Safer, Mike and Wallace. it's because of commercialism. Well, it, it's part no. of it. It's the, the, there's many aspects to it, but that being said, we're never going to have you know 1979, 60 minutes. But we have so much more information now. We get so much more information. I know it's a, it's I, I'm in a it's a conundrum. You know what I think the issue is though that we have so much more information now. We're lazy. Those guys and people when you didn't have access to 24-hour news, the internet, information at your fingertips. You were curious. Yeah. So you they had to went get your hands hunted, dirty. So, they, so, they, so yeah. they dug stuff up. We don't have to dig anything up now. So now we're just, I think, journalists, but by the, and large, are late. I shouldn't the say late. Yeah. The sense of a lot it's of a this doesn't mentality. seem to come out. It's all about the, as our election season is sort of pointing out right now. Let me let me ask you a question before we let you go, Bill. Yeah. Um, Morley Safer dies one week after he retires. Tragic or poetic? Poetic. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you as always, Bill. All right, that's man. a that's a question. Is that tragedy or is it poetry? I thought you were gonna say blessed or not blessed. <laughs> is that blessed or not blessed? Good question. Is it tragic or poetic that Morley Safer, after an amazing career, dies four days after he retires? I think it's probably more poetic. If you if you if you retired tomorrow and died, that that would be tragic. tragic. Eighty four. <laughs> Eighty four. I think it's poetic. All right, we're gonna come back with more because I got some Morley Safer audio on a play for you as well. Your thoughts on the passing of a news legend. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Throwback Thursday, we're listening to... Leslie Gore. I'll never remember that. This is the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. Rest in peace, Morley Safer, dead at the age of 84. This is Throwback Thursday. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB. WSB talk. Um, I found a little clip. I don't know if this is awesome or not, but it's Morley Safer uh, talking about Dolly Parton. So we got to play it. Here's Morley Safer, 60 Minutes, 2009. Dolly Parton has been a dominant force in country music for decades. How come? She's the force she is because of a remarkable talent. Uh, everyone's familiar with her, her songs. But I don't, don't know if everyone knows that she writes most of those songs and continues to do so and has been doing it for decades. And uh, so she's a remarkably gifted woman. She's famous in part for her image. Does she draw upon any particular inspiration for her iconic style? Well, she calls herself that look that she has, uh, and she is never seen publicly out of that look. 
the wig and the and the eyes and the fingernails and all of that stuff. She says that came to her, that's who she wanted to be when she was just a kid. She wanted to look, as she describes it, as the town, like the town tramp. And she certainly succeeded, but uh, uh, beneath that silly look is an ex remarkably savvy woman. Along those lines, we see this very distinct public persona. What's the private Dolly like? And did you get a glimpse of Dolly as, as a person? Is she different than that star performer we see? At heart, I think she really is uh, a product of her roots. Uh, 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 one of the most beautiful parts of the country and one of the most poorest. Uh. I, I love Morley Saver's voice. I can hear him talking about anything. Reading the menu at McDonald's. Chicken McNuggets, 12-piece. Fried apple pie. Next on 60 Minutes. Uh, we're coming back. Lonely Tailgater and Little Sanjay crossing streams. We'll discuss Morley Safer and Egypt Air. Throwback Thursday. This is the Mark Aram Show.